Hello, and welcome back to Dinner at Yvonne's. Tonight, we'll be reading the debut story from Modest Jack, a good friend of mine. This story contains adult themes, gay sex, and drug use. All characters portrayed are of legal age and fictional. And I would like to give a big shout out to Fangs Boy from Fur Affinity. He's the one who created the art for this story originally. He's been gracious enough to allow me to use it as the podcast episodes cover art. However, before we get into the story, I would like to give a shout out to another friend of mine, my buddy Cord, who runs Cobalt Creations over on Etsy. On his store, you'll find a small collection of tabletop miniatures from Instant Encounters, perfect for your tabletop game sessions. He also offers terrain pieces for the miniatures as well. Check back often, as he's always adding new models. That's Kobold's Creations on Etsy. And just as a little side note, no, he's not paying me for this. I just thought I'd give him a shout out. You're welcome, Cord. With that out of the way, sit back, relax with a drink, and let us explore another universe of furry fiction and erotica. Vortex of Doom, written by Modest Jack. The day was in rare form, and so was he. The atmosphere of the carnival was irresistible. Every surface was painted with bright colors, and the sounds of laughter and screaming volleyed through the air. When the breeze blew into our clothes, it felt like feathers tickling our sides. His smile was the hot sun on my face. So we spent the warm, breezy afternoon smiling, running. Our young feet left prints in muddy puddles, then were cleaned against fragrant grass. I followed the sight of his tiger's tail, leading me to one ride, then another, and then to a game of ring toss. We won nothing. Only the joy of each other, and the thrill of spinning ourselves dizzy on every ride until our heads swam. I think now that we each recognized how special the day was becoming, the scent in the air between us made it so that our closeness was not entirely innocent as we clung to each other for balance. We both allowed, and wanted, the carnival to work its magic on us. He had always been a person of few words. I had always wanted to draw him out. When we found each other, an impossible magnetism soaked our lives, bonding them and us together. We had become committed to one another in secret, spending some weekends together. Quietly hidden away in the basement of his parents' home, Sometimes, just one night every other weekend. Far too often, even less frequently. He was shy, anxious, guarded. We spent long emotional nights gaining each other's trust. He had slowly revealed to me parts of his terrible past, expecting me to turn from him in disgust, but from the first time we met, I had wanted only to cling to him. We had never been just friends. We were something great and dangerous from the very start, burning quickly from our first touch. At the carnival, we were at our best. We recalled small, cheerful memories and spoke of the simple joys of our lives. As we patched together his stories, my attention on him never broke. I willed it all to sink into my mind. I wanted him to imprint himself there forever. I would come to remember this night often for many years. 
I would remember the way an afternoon of rides, games, and adrenaline sped by us. How the carnival had every ride you could imagine. Tall swings, loop-de-loops, and funhouse mazes filled with mirrors that stretched you in every direction. In each mirror, we took the time to study one another. To my thrill, in one small room, tucked away from where anyone could see, he slipped the waistband of his shorts down to his thighs and flashed me with the pale fur of his cheeks. My face burned red, but before I could say a word, he was already calling after me from the next room. My body responded, and I thought of the times we had been intimate before. Those playful, public flashes of his desire were new and had an incredible effect on me. We chased each other through the carnival like this, with meaningful glances and not-so-subtle hints. Soon, we couldn't ignore our growling bellies. Our shared basket of fried food was a playful chance to sit shoulder to shoulder as the sun went down. I sat tall to feel protective of him and enjoyed the feeling very much. We were roughly the same age, though our bodies were quite different. His body had clung to its soft boyishness, while my own was well on its way to stout manhood. Since the very beginning of our relationship, however, I had quickly understood that the imbalance was present in body only. Our like minds were what drew us together. We shared a vivid awareness of the world and ourselves that marked us as familiar. Yet, beyond our shared frequency, his experience was ultimately so different from what I had known. The tiger wore his stripes like shameful scars. He only experienced happiness in fleeting moments. The carnival was a place where he was genuinely radiant and at peace. It was a gift that came very seldom in our time together. How can I express how good it felt to fill his precious time with those priceless memories? Something as simple as sitting at a picnic table with our arms touching, my eyes burning with the surreal silhouette of the tiger. This moment and his beautiful body blending into the sunset forever hangs in the gallery of my mind, the painting of my young heart's desire in blazing orange. When we finished the meal, we set off into the grass parking lot. Slipping between rows of cars, the two of us picked our way to his spot. The filthy van that brought us to the carnival that day had been a gift from his parents. Under the grit and mud that coated it were band stickers, dents, even signatures from dog knows who to face the quarter panels. Those were the marks of its young owner, as well as the reflection on him that I found endearing to the extreme. Inside, the floorboards were cluttered with dirty socks and hoodies. Empty bottles of cheap Fago soda rolled around as the tiger sifted through all types of trash. He was not embarrassed by his mess, and this was another puzzle piece of his personality that charmed me to no end. Soon enough, he retrieved a small glass pipe and a baggie of green buds from its hiding spot. It was hot and sun-baked inside the van, so we sat on the grass between the vehicles and smoked as the night finished pulling down around us. We were comfortable there in the grass, our knees touching, getting stoned. Soon our heads fluttered with the familiar tickle of being high. His voice was much closer in the dark stupor, and it made my heart skip a beat in my chest when he spoke. There's only one ride left, said the tiger. I was saving it for after dark. You ready to go? His surprisingly deep voice was my weakness. 
and the very low light, every nuance of it was amplified. His accent made me melt as my long nose nodded to him. Quickly, the pipe was stowed. Then we were running back towards the colored lights of the carnival. We flattened ourselves between the huge mechanical rides and food stands, carving our own path. Where metal gates blocked our way, we followed thick wires that crisscrossed the grounds. The tiger blazed ahead, leading. I followed, as if in a cartoon, floating after a trail of delicious smells, starving for one more of his hot scent. I'm sure that I smelled the roasting and grilling food. I know that I could hear the cries of the game workers, but the smoke and the setting sun had shifted the function of my brain to some deeper place. Here, my memories become strange. Of our walk into the heart of the carnival, I can only recall my downward gaze. The dirty soles of his feet exposing themselves in shy flashes. Thinking of those most personal and sensitive parts caused my skin to heat. I felt as if I was seeing a part of him without permission, somehow. It brought on a small amount of shame, but also great excitement. I quietly enjoyed the sensation until, soon enough, we were looking up at the tiger's objective. I specifically recall thanking the empty skies we walked through the line alone. The crowd in this area of the park had thinned, and it felt like this ride had been reserved, waiting for us. Vortex of Doom flashed across the sign in bright bulbs. Behind it loomed a towering spaceship. The craft was constructed out of metal mesh, painted blue some years ago and now rusted everywhere with spots of brown. The metal clattered and shook as we ran up the front steps. Once inside, you could see through the walls and make out the general color of the things that surrounded the ship. The effect was incredibly disorienting. Lights from the outside shone in, lights from the inside shone out. Shadows mixed with hundreds of tiny spotlights across the walls that were themselves a pattern. The deck ran along the inside wall, around a large circle of seats. Only, they weren't seats at all. The rider stood, all facing towards the center. As this outer-worldly graviton spun, it pushed you back onto a slightly angled slab. A belt at your waist held you to the padded slab, but the pad itself slid up and down as the ride spun faster, allowing you to float freely with the forces that acted against your body. The tiger guided me into the inner circle, where I dutifully climbed onto the slab and fastened myself in. We had already ridden almost every ride worth riding together. The better rides, we rode twice, side by side. I didn't hesitate to strap myself in, but spent a confused moment listening to his footsteps retreat until he reappeared on the opposite side of the circle. I was too high and too distracted by the light show to make any sense of why he had left me to ride alone. And with no one else in line, the operator tugged at our straps and punched their green button. The vortex of doom begin to spin. The points of color began to swirl. The wind and the feathers returned under my clothes. At first, you could track individual dots of light, but as the speed surged, the dots blurred until my eyes couldn't make sense of them faster, and I felt the weight of my body lift away from the floor. Even faster still, and I was weightless, 
laid onto my back. I could not tell if the world stormed around me or if I was the storm. Was I looking up or out? Was I pinned to the ground or flying? My mind floated, oblivious and disconnected from its context. As the ride reached top speed and its full force washed over me, I looked to the center of the twisting chaos. Across from me, all I could see was him. His motion, relative to mine, made him appear unmoving. My breath caught in my chest as we each stood suspended in the texture of the wind. We twirled in step to a concert of long, colorful brush strokes. Over and over we began to fall, our bellies filled with the sensation of paradise. Joy and love felt mingled with the wind through our very breath. My body struggled to fill its lungs with the thickness of it. When I exhaled, my breath rushed away from me in whoops and laughs. I also stared shamelessly in wild wonder at the beauty of the tiger. He was laid out, dizzy, laughing. He had pulled his knees up, placing his feet flat on the pad behind him, and his shorts had fallen to his groin. The white insides of his legs presented themselves to me. When he lifted his arms high above his head and shouted with joy, his shirt revealed his white belly. I could make out the darker, thickening fur under his belly button, and the path it ran, downward. My lust for him primed, and the wiring in my body ignited. The moment the ride began to slow, the world reversed its insane mixing and put itself back together around us. I relaxed against the padded wall and closed my eyes, feeling my heart beat and my sex pulse. The deck of the ship settled into its resting place, and our restraints released us to our fate. I had one more way to etch this night into the record of our lives and needed it with a desperation that bordered on panic. When I found the tiger waiting at the exit, I pulled myself against him and whispered his name. I leaned into him, pressing my lips against the lobe of his ear. That was incredible, but... I licked his cheek before stepping back to face him. My eyes took in, raven black hair, his pouty bottom lip, his softly rounded edges, and the way he leaned towards me as if pulled gently by the lick of my tongue. There's one more ride we should take. Right away, the fuse had been lit between us. With an eager nod of his head, we hurried along our path back to the parking lot. We walked in the crowds, but as soon as we passed into the sea of automobiles, we ran, chasing and fleeing from each other in the dark, until coming finally to the place, we would consummate the gorgeous memory of that day. We hit the side of the van in a wave of hormones and hushed laughter. His paw pulled on the handle, but I pressed against him, sandwiching his body against the door so that he could not open it. Our corner of the parking lot was quiet. We were alone, in the dark. The sound of our heavy breathing was loud and close. The earthy smell of sweat in his hair was cologne. It teased my senses, and I felt saliva flood my mouth as we rubbed our cheeks and bodies together. When he spun to face me, our lips came together like a gunshot. The teasing all day, for so many days, boiled over. We so rarely found ourselves alone, and finally, we were alone enough. We refused to feel alone for one more instant. 
all of the long looks and hidden touches, building into animal passion, had been so hard to suppress. Now we gulped at each other in the humid, dark privacy of the parking lot. The floodgates broke completely. We let ourselves be carried away in it. We kissed as if we were reaching towards a deep point in the throat of the other. Our tongues raced, making up for lost time. We kissed as if kissing was the only thing we could do, or as if we had never kissed before. His fingers explored my firm torso, slid beneath my warm, damp shirt, and pushed upwards. They left long marks of upturned fur until they were squeezing at my chest. I lifted my arms to begin stripping myself, no longer caring at all that we were somewhat exposed to anyone who may be returning to a nearby vehicle. When the tiger slipped his own shirt off his meager frame, my eyes shot through with blood to see his bare shoulders. The shape of his stripes stretched when his lithe muscles flexed. He took my shirt with his own and turned away from me to open the sliding door of the van. The dome light inside was old and gave off only a candle's glow. The warm light added to the strange quality of the night and my memories. I took hold of the vertical groove down his back, setting my thumbs against it and delighting in the curve of his sides with my fingers. My large hands settled on his hips, and when he began to climb into the van, I took my grip on the waist of his shorts. With a rude shove, he fell across the seat just inside the door. I heard him gasp as I undid the button on his tail and yanked the shorts down, cinching the waistband around his knees, restraining him. Too roughly, I slapped his upturned cheek. My fingers pulled and pushed at his soft flesh, and I watched his entire peach-shaped rear wobble. As the sting of the slap elicited his first moan, I was on my knees in reply behind him, kneading the plump globes of his rear in my paws, and then burying my nose, my face, my very long tongue as deeply as they could go. I squeezed his ass together around my maw, forcing my drooling tongue into his hot insides, and lost my mind. This time... The tiger cried out in a high voice, with genuine surprise that drunkenly stumbled into the light. His scent was so strong. My eyes rolled up behind their lids, and my nostrils flared as I let the intimate information of his musk pour into my nose. With my tongue buried to its root, his tail puffed and shook like a rattle. I breathed him in, slowly pulling each inch of my tongue away from the grasp of his winking tail hole when he pushed the small purse of his balls and his short, hard member between his legs. I flattened my tongue and washed over them again and again. His skin was the salt of oblivion on my taste buds as I lapped at his thighs. I made my slow, firm way around his every contour, and then always back to dip like a hummingbird into his sweet pink flower. Glorious. Intoxicated time passed with his squirming. He reached back to take fistfuls of my hair, pulling me into him until my slick saliva had been worked deeply into his rear. I sucked on each part of him until it was swollen and sensitive. Until, all at once, he was pushing me away. His cheeks red and breath heavy, he groaned at me 
That's enough. It's slick enough. He ran his fingers around the pink tunnel under his tail and spread himself. My body was rigid. With a hand on the tiger's back, in a trance, I stood and removed my belt. My mind was dizzy with anticipation. The button that strained to keep my jeans together snapped loose with a touch, and I slid out of my outerwear entirely. He presented himself, looking back at me as I hung free, long, thick, and proud. My hardness was drooling pre-cum in a strand that swung side to side as I closed the gap between us. We pushed ourselves together, and a surge went through my body, forcing me to flex the strong muscles. We pushed ourselves together, and a surge went through my body, forcing me to flex the strong muscles of my cock, his wide eyes looking back at me, measuring against his own stripes how far I would penetrate him. He delighted in my size, drawing my hips back as if the tension in my body was a bowstring, Cupid's arrow loaded and dangerous. The guiding touch of the tiger's hand against the heat of my shaft was bliss when the slobbering tip pressed against his entrance and pushed into him slowly, his face twisted in disbelief. When I retreated from him, his brow furrowed as if he was being betrayed. Shock and wonder swapped back and forth in him as I delighted in each push. The deeper I sank, over and over, the more he reached to touch and grab at the things around him, desperate to hold on to something. My own grip around his hips pulled him relentlessly onto his impalement. I moaned to feel the thick fluff of my pubic fur pressing against his hot rear. He had taken me to my root, bit by bit. My first strokes were cautious and gentle as he continued to acclimate. But when I felt him relax around me, our easy breathing soon wound upward into gasping exclamations. But when I felt him relax around me, our easy breathing soon wound upwards into gasping exclamations. I used the length of my member to every effect I could. I kept pace with my thrusting, allowing wave after wave of the fucking to wash over the tiger's features. I thrilled myself by viciously popping in and out of his firm ring with only my swollen head at lightning speed. Many nights ago, he had confessed to me his wanting for the rough treatment, and I was in shock at how he responded as I took hold of the base of his long tail to use it for leverage. The sensation sent the sultry cat into a frenzied state. He mewed and wiggled, not knowing at all what to do with his body, but unable to be still. He tried to push himself up and away from the seat of the van. Arms shaking, he swore and called up to the sky. When his eyes rolled up, I felt his contraction squeezing at the fat helmet of my cock, and I looked down just in time to see the tiger's tucked prick firing blast of cum onto the backs of his thighs. I had fucked him to premature climax, and now his nerves were ringing like a bell. If there was an ounce of civilization in me at that moment, it fainted. I plunged past the still spasming entrance of his tail hole and pummeled him with my hips. With each solid connection of my front, his ass jumped up. I bore down on him with my eyes, locked on that bouncing, wagging ass. My cock spread it open and sunk into its wet heat until my sack was tightening 
and the tension began to gather deep in my core. The insane pleasure I mercilessly pistoned into the tiger had his own hands clamped over his mouth. I could only push myself further. So as I felt my orgasm build, for a brief moment I gave in to selfish, reckless abandon. I was mad with lust. Every muscle in my body strained to rip itself from my electrified bones. I put an arm around the hot and sweaty torso, firmly around his belly. And with the other, I cradled one of his legs. I threw us back, out of the safety of the van, holding his hot body tightly against my own. My legs and back worked to get us straight. But when the side of the car behind me caught us, I had the support to maneuver both my arms under the tiger's legs. His weight still bore down on me, but only pulled him down deeper onto the spike of my massive tool. My legs were wide, stable, and the huge rod of my cock was reaching up to its limits each time our bodies made contact. The strength of my arms and the force of my thrust sent him into the air only by inches, but the position was so intense. The tiger made noise, but his control was gone. The sounds erupted from him in chirps, gasps, and charged moans. He ran his fingers through his hair and then down his face and neck in ecstasy. My nose was over his shoulder so that I could see just down his trunk, like the barrel of a gun. The V-shape of his upturned legs and his half-hard dick shook as I plowed into him. Watching it wag and flop filled my veins with adrenaline. When his hands wandered down the white fur of his chest, I watched his fingers slip over his pink nipples. I thought about sucking at them, sliding my rough tongue against their edges, if only I could reach. I was aroused beyond the point of no return as those hands wandered down to the soft, pale fur of his belly. It strained outwards, full, carrying the shape of my incredible hardness. I braced myself, became a stone bridge. I was a terrible gargoyle of a beast. Every fiber in me was rigid as I felt him needed his belly. He seemed to be blinded by the sensation of it, and likewise, it felt unreal to me. He whimpered with the realization of what he was grasping. Deep in his dark desires, his want to be used and filled was realized. As his head rolled against my shoulder, out of his control, I watched his spent erection pulse to life, sending long pores of cum into the dark fur of his pubes. I had fucked him to his second orgasm, and it was too much. My balls let loose their first contraction. I could feel the rush of my cum up the length of our insides, sprayed deep within the tiger's guts. The recoil of shot after shot pressed out into that beautiful ass. On full display, we came together, calling and responding to each other in throbbing spasms. With his feet high in the air, we made sounds into one another's ears that made no sense. Our moaning was an instrument, and we were played by the alternating clutching of his tail hole and the pumping of all my libido. The way my head spun was more intense than any carnival ride, and I struggled to keep my vision from narrowing down at the edges. I fought to be completely aware of the moment when spurts of sea began to squirt from his insides and dribble over my swollen balls. I wanted to remember the warm trickle of it down my legs, 
In my dizzy, confused, primal eyes, I saw the belly of the tiger swollen with my engorged cock and pumped round with my juices. When the slow moan of my name slipped his lips, I fell out of him, slinging globs of cum onto the ground. The white goo poured out of his yawning hole like honey. His breath fluttered in fits, and his eyes hooded as the pressure of it left him. I eased him down, and he gratefully sat on his knees, leaning against the van. While my lover caught his breath, I straightened and stretched my body. I felt the long day manifesting in me as a pleasant sleepiness, as my chest opened to the inky black sky above us. The feathers of the night breeze still with us, still circling our sensitive bodies. Then I felt the tiger's mouth on my softening cock and his hands on my thighs. It surprised me, and my gaze turned down to realize that thick seed still coated my groin, drizzled there from when I held him pierced against me. My spent state allowed him to take me into his mouth and press me down into his gullet. The shadows cast by the glow of the dome light blurring the lines, drawing out my sense of touch and the sensation of the ridges in his throat kissing, licking, and sucking me clean. He looked up at me like a kitten. He was impossibly arousing from every angle. I stared down at my length, disappearing into his eager maw, and saw the sperm that pulled on his lips, and felt myself expanding into him again. He nursed on my semi-hardness, swallowing down any of my spunk that he could find by nuzzling under my heavy balls and kissing at my thighs. It was a treatment that tickled, teased, and worshipped my heavy cock. I could have lived every day of my life getting that treatment, watched day after day of his pouted lower lip dragging against the veins and contours of my shaft. But we knew we were both spent, and we had taken our chances for long enough in the parking lot. Just a moment ago, we had been making enough noise to alert anyone in the area, even in the dark. So, with an exaggerated lick, he stood up and shook his legs out. A short rummage through the floorboards of his van produced a pair of blue underwear that he used to wipe himself down. He even used the soft cotton trunks to dab at my torso and around my sex. Then, with a smile to himself over the taboo of it, he slid his legs into the garment and pulled them on. He would leak my spent load out of his tailhold the entire way home. but. He wanted my scent in those blue boxer briefs. It excited me to see him experiment with his odd sexual appetites, keeping the fire between his hot and alive. That day at the carnival was among our brightest. I felt love then, deeply, and with terrifying commitment. It combined with a passion that I could not have imagined, a lust that exceeded my most secret fantasy and one that I could not control. In the passenger seat, he sat to one side and slipped further into sleep with every mile we put between us and our climax. I drove us further away from the fleeting happiness that we had found into the night. I wanted all of the sun, the feathers of the wind, and always the scent of his closeness. I wished for us to always share the excitement of the thrilling rides and the joy of exploration and all of the happiness we had exposed 
our guarded hearts to on that day. I felt happy in his orange afterglow, transfixed by a love that overwhelmed my heart. How could I look at his gorgeous, exhausted face and consider for even a moment the darkness that was our destiny? That we would not be able to keep the contentment that we had found in each other's company. My bliss was the blinded eye of the storm that culminated around us. Distracted, caught on the hook of the tiger's tail, I held on to him in a vortex of doom. It guarded our past and stalked our future, pulling us inexorably down, flinging us apart. But not on that day. That day was a lottery for our spirits to treasure, held tightly together. It set a standard of love that would one day settle, as brilliantly as the sun, into a darkness deeper than night. Even as we returned safely to his family home and crept quietly over the piles of shoes and the mess of his bedroom floor, the paradigm had begun to shift. With his body close to mine, wrapped in his dirty sheets, I marveled at the magnitude of beauty that I had witnessed. The day had been in rare form, and so had he. And with that, we've come to the end of our story. If you would like to read this story for yourself, you can find it at sofurry.com slash view slash 1628582. You can also find this author on SoFurry by going to furaffinity.net slash user slash modestjack. We're so thankful to have you join us this evening. If you would like to give further support to the show than you already have, you can donate to the show through coffee.com slash dinner at Yiffenies. Your continued support just by listening and telling others about us is more than I could ever truly ask for. Once again, thank you for listening to Dinner at Yiffenies with your host, Take'em Ironhoof. Good night and come again.